0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Praise the Lord. God is good, amen? Amen. Psalm 8 says, When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? And the son of man that you visit him. For you have made him a little lower than Elohim. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over all the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. It's an incredible feeling when you realize, what am I? Look, just little old me. And then, wow, I've been put in this position of authority and dominion. And what? This, it makes me humble. It makes me scared. And that's what the psalmist writes in Psalm 8. And I believe Adam and Eve must have felt that as well. In Genesis 1, when God is talking amongst himself, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are talking. And in verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us, Hey, Jesus, the Son, Holy Spirit, let us, Make man in our image, like us. Let's make them like us. And you can imagine Jesus saying, Well, what does that mean? Well, with the ability to have relationship, with intellect, with creativity, with dominion and authority, with free will and the ability to choose. Wow, you really mean that? Yes, let's give that to them. Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. You mean we're going to give them control? Yes dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth Lord Jesus please would you help us today to understand dominion in the right context how you initially gave it to us and how it's been twisted and misused but how you want us today us to have dominion for you in this earth in Jesus name amen Friends, God's Word is wonderful, but sometimes we need to have it explained and understand it. And I'm going to try and do that today. But the Holy Spirit's in you, and He will explain it to you. So please don't just take what I say. Take the Bible and let the Holy Spirit explain to you how we are supposed to have dominion. The Bible says that in the beginning, when human beings were created, they were given dominion. Dominion was a big part of the makeup and the plan of God for humans and in this series about the Garden of Eden we've been talking about how this wonderful beautiful thing that God made the garden and the whole of creation and us through sin because man turned his back and said God I don't trust and love you enough and, and, and honor you enough to think you are right I'm going to turn to the devil's plan in my own way because we did that everything was corrupted and decayed and Twisted and began began to die. And this thing of dominion is one of those. And so we were given intellect and and authority and ability and free will and all these righteousness, all these things we had in the garden, and every single one of them has become damaged. I, I wonder if you'd agree with me on that. Can you think of anything that hasn't been twisted that we were given in the Garden of Eden? Everything, all the good gifts that God gave, including creation. Uh, life health relationship with God everything we have has been corrupted and bent and twisted and this idea of dominion is one of them you know we know within us I think most of us that there there is something in us that says we have a place of 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 order of of trying to organize things and, and and exercising authority on behalf of God over things and fulfilling God's plan in the earth and And yet it's been twisted. And so you get people using it for their own selfish ends or or to, to do all sorts of evil things. And I want to look today at what dominion was like in the garden. What it's become. And we're also going to look right to the end of time. What's going to happen to dominion and authority. So right at the beginning we know that God gave Adam and Eve dominion. He said to them, I'm giving you everything. The whole of creation. You are now the the head, the, the titular head over the whole of creation. Adam and Eve had that and the first act of dominion was that all the animals came before Adam and he looked at them and he said, your name is Hippopotamus. No, let me change it. Hippopotamus. There we go. I'll call you that. Your name is. And whatever he called them, the Bible says, that was its name. God didn't say, uh-oh, let me check that before I say, yes, okay, that one can get. No, no. Adam had the right to call animals whatever he wanted. And he called woman, woman, which means that there was even within the human race, there was a slight authority structure. But in the Garden of Eden, please hear me, Everything was good. The dominion that they had was not evil. It was not controlling. It was not um, selfish. Even within the Godhead, there is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There was an order of authority, but it was pure and good and right and pleasing, and it brought God's life The idea was that Adam's in in relationship with God. He walks with him every day. He gets the life of God in him. And as he exercises God's dominion over the earth and over the whole planet, God's life and blessing flows into the planet. That's the plan for authority and dominion. And yet now we see leaders so corrupt, so hypocritical, saying one thing, doing another, Um, selfish, You know, there's so many different things that are going on with this idea of authority. So what was good and beautiful has become twisted and corrupt. I'm going to jump ahead. 1 Corinthians 15 takes us right to the end of time. And I'm going to do a little bit of an unusual thing today. Rather than go through what's happened to authority, I'm going to go right to the end and then work backwards. So 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 24 says, Then comes the end when He delivers the kingdom to the Father, when He puts an end to all rule, all authority and power. For He must reign till He has put all enemies under His feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. And then verse 28. Now when all things are made subject to Him, then the Son Himself will also be subject to Him who put all things under Him, that God may be all in all. That's a little passage of Scripture that many people have never read, or if they've read, they've never really understood. It's an amazing passage. It talks about at the end of time... Jesus, there will come a time when all things are subject to Jesus until until that time he's putting things under his feet. He's subjecting enemies, the Bible says, and the last enemy that he will put under his feet is death. In other words, people will continue to die right until the end. But death is an enemy. Death is not something God wants or wanted. Or or designed or created. Death is an enemy, and the last enemy, all the other enemies, uh, rebellion and selfishness, and uh, all the different things, he's gonna put those under his feet one by one. All the demonic forces under his feet. Eventually, Jesus is reigning, and the last enemy is death. He puts an end to that, no more dying. And then he looks around, and everything is under his dominion. Not through force. But through choice of humans. Every human is saying, Lord Jesus, I submit to you. And every evil thing like death and sickness and demons have been subjected by force. And then Jesus, it says that he hands the kingdom to his father. Listen to it again. Then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to the father. When he puts an end to all rule, all authority... And power. There's no need for any dominion or authority anymore on the earth because Jesus is, is ruling. And he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be destroyed is death. Now, when all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him, that God may be all in all. So that's the future. That's, that's the end of the book. We know that that's the final thing, but how did we get there? I'm going to read another little passage which will give you a little bit of insight. It's Matthew chap- sorry, Luke chapter 4. Just yeah, follow with me. This is it's amazing to me that this thing called dominion over the earth can be handed on. Jesus has it and he hands it over to the Father. And let's see what happened before that. Well, I'm just going to read the last of the three temptations. Verse 5 of Luke chapter 4. Then the devil took Jesus up on a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So the kingdom of Jersey, the kingdom of, of Britain, the kingdom of every single rulership and, and dominion that exists in the earth. It says the devil showed him all the kingdoms of the world from a high mountain. And the devil said to him, All of this authority I will give to you. Listen, understand this. The devil is saying to Jesus, All of this authority I will give to you, and their glory, because it has been delivered to me, and I can give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will just worship before me, it will all be yours. And we know that Jesus said, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and Him only. But can you see this thing called the dominion over the earth? It started with Adam and Eve, but somehow now the devil's got it, and he's saying to Jesus, I will give this to you if you will just bow down and worship me. Dominion. It's a big deal. It's at the beginning of the Bible. It's all the way through the Bible, and then right at the end in Revelation, It says, now the kingdoms of the earth have become the kingdom of our God, and He will reign. It's it's the final act at the end, is kingdoms, dominion being brought back to the rightful owner, God. Ephesians 1 says, God's eternal purpose has always been to bring all things back under one head, which is Him. And yet, this idea of dominion, for many of us, we, we kind of ignore it, or... We get it confused and the devil whispers to us, when you become a Christian, it's not about authority. It's all about just, oh, there's no, there's, you know, let's all just live in peace and be passive. It's not about dominion. And I want to say that if we misunderstand this, we've misunderstood something essential that God put in us when we were first created. So how did Jesus take back dominion from the devil? We know uh, John 12 verse 31. Jesus said, now the ruler of this world will be cast out. He was talking about the devil. He called him the ruler of this world. And Jesus said, when he was about to die on the cross, I'm going to take it back. And then he died. It says he went to hell and he took the keys of death and Hades. And he rose again. And what did he say to his disciples? He said, all authority has now been given to me in heaven and on earth. Therefore, you guys go and make disciples. And that's this process of us extending the kingdom, the dominion, the rulership of God over the earth and so we we help the sick and we help the poor and we educate people and we cast out demons and we preach truth and we get people to worship Jesus and as we do that we're extending the kingdom the dominion of God over the whole planet and at the end Jesus comes back when everything and the last enemy death has been put down and he says now the kingdom is mine and I give it to God's it's like a baton in the relays the dominion over the earth. It's amazing how it's been passed on. And Adam and Eve passed it on to the devil. You know, the devil came to Eve and he said, he, he picked Eve because she was alone, she was isolated, she hadn't really understood as well as Adam what God had said. And he said, did God really say? God isn't really trustworthy. God doesn't really want the best for you. If you will just do what I say, you will have a better solution and a better life. And Eve took her her um, worship away from God, she gave it to the devil, she obeyed him, and what happened is, as soon as she did that, she took the baton of dominion, and she gave it away to Satan. And so, for the whole of the Old Testament, thousands and thousands of years, the devil was the legal owner of the dominion over planet Earth. And that's why there's so much sickness, and death, and unhappiness and pain and conflict and all these different things because there's an evil ruler who is the devil i wonder if that makes sense to you i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna try and sum it up but let me just let me just put it in one little wrapper god wanted humans to rule earth for him humans gave it away to the devil the devil messed up the world jesus came as a human to take it back He beat the devil. He died even though he was sinless. He died for our sins and he took back authority. And now he tells us to go and extend his kingdom and his dominion around planet earth. And at the end he will come and he will rule and reign. And all authority and power will be done away with. That is the gospel of the kingdom. You know, we hear this phrase, the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus came preaching the gospel of the kingdom. The gospel of the kingdom. It just gets repeated over and over again in the Bible. That is it. It's all about dominion. Kingdom means king's dominion. That's where that word kingdom comes from. The gospel of the kingdom is all about authority. And yet many Christians, authority is a meaningless word to us. We think We think becoming a Christian means I just do away with with any kind of authority, dominion, spirit within me, and I just become this passive person who just says, Whatever will be, will be. If it's God's will, it'll be. If I'm sick, it's God's will. If I get poor, it's God's will. It's not God's will. We're supposed to take a bit of dominion. There's supposed to be something in us. God put it in Adam and Eve and it's supposed to be recreated in us as Christians where we say not the evil authority, not the controlling dictator authority, but God's authority. I'm going to take it and I'm going to use it in planet earth and I'm going to extend his kingdom. Now my question to you, my friend, my brother or sister, is how are you doing with this dominion spirit that God wants you to have? How are you doing with that? Are you perhaps a passive Christian? Are you perhaps a Christian who says, I have no plan. I have no purpose. Whatever God wants will happen. I'll get blown around. And we say it's God blowing us around, but it's the circumstances. It's other people. It's even the devil blowing us around. And we say, oh, well, God knows. Are you a passive Christian? God wants us to have an overcoming spirit. Amen? Amen. You know, in Revelation, there were seven churches that Jesus gave messages to. And at the end of every single message, he said, to him who overcomes, I will give the right to the tree of life, the manna from God, a new name, the right to sit on my throne, all these things. To him who overcomes, there's supposed to be something in us as Christians. Our DNA that was put in Adam and is now put in us because of the spirit within us is supposed to say, I'm an overcomer. I am more than a conqueror. In Romans 8, he says all these things, life and death, present and future, angels and demons, all these different things come against us. He says we are more than conquerors in all these things. More than conquerors. There's something in us that says there is a rightful dominion that God gave to Adam, not a selfish dominion, not a, not a thing for my own ends or try to crush other people, but I'm, I'm ex- exercising God's authority in my own life and in the world around me. And I want to just stir you up today and ask you Christian. Please look at yourself. Look in the mirror of God's word and say, do I measure up to this dominion authority spirit or am I just a wet piece of lettuce? Do I just say, oh well, I'm just a nobody. No, we're supposed to have authority and dominion. So let me try and make this practical. We're supposed to have dominion over... The demonic and over the devil's work um that's what we're supposed to do jesus said to his followers in luke 10 behold i give you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions over all the works of the enemy nothing will by any means harm you he's given us that but he expects us to use it there's supposed to be a dominion in us over the works of the devil and it's not just demonic stuff um it's, it's sickness, it's, it's lack. If a person's lonely, if a person's lost, if their thinking is confused, we bring the light of God, but we do it in a, in a way that we say, I'm bringing God's kingdom, God's rulership into your life in this area. And we, we help people out. What about over circumstances? You know, we're supposed to have authority. I find it so funny how God gave Adam and Eve authority over the animals, but also all the plants and all of creation. And how many people today are slaves to the chemicals that come out of those plants that we are supposed to have authority over? We're slaves to alcohol and drugs and prescribed medication. And even those of us who are slaves to money and working for possessions, we're slaves to created things. They are supposed to serve us, not the other way around. Amen. We need to get some dominion in our lives. We need to say that thing won't control me anymore. No. I'm 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 the master. Money I don't serve money. Money serves me. Amen. I heard a good quote. They said budgeting is simply telling your money what to do rather than letting your money or lack of it tell you what to do. That's what it's planning ahead. It's saying I control this thing. I control my life. I control my time. Not in a selfish way. You see, because we've seen it done badly so much, haven't we? We've seen people controlling in an evil way. We think all dominion is bad. It's not. Godly dominion is good. What about over ourselves? You know, we're supposed to have dominion over our emotions. When when I wake up, Some mornings I feel all all over the place. Some mornings I'm up. Some mornings I'm down. Some mornings I feel like it's the end of the world. And it's all because of all sorts of things. Sometimes it's something I ate the night before or somebody said something mean to me the day before. But I'm supposed to have dominion over my emotions and say that's not true. Remember what David said. Praise the Lord, O my soul. Trust in God. He took control of his emotions. He said, come on. I wonder if you have dominion over yourself. I wonder if your emotions or maybe peer pressure, maybe the mood of the people around you, somebody says something to you and you just get swept along. Friends, it's time for us to have a a rod of iron in the middle of us that says, no, no, I know what's true. I know what's right. And I won't be swayed by this emotion or this temptation or this thought or this feeling or this popular idea that's going around. Amen? And then lastly, I just want to talk about dominion over other people. Because this is where it gets evil. You see, the devil's taken it. And regarding circumstances, regarding other things, regarding the demonic, he says be passive. But regarding other people, he says control them. He twists it all upside down. We're supposed to have dominion over the things... And we're supposed to love the people, but he turns it the other way around and we become slaves to things and we start to want to control people. And I want to say that when it comes to other people, we are never supposed to crush them. Amen? We are never supposed to. We are never supposed to force anybody to do anything. And this is an important point. You know, we've seen um, Muslims in other countries recently, I don't know if they're true Muslims, I don't know what they are, but they are shooting or killing or stabbing or blowing up people because they say, you must believe in my God or I will kill you. That is not God. God in the Garden of Eden said to Adam and Eve, this is the right way, I have the best plan for you, but I give you the ability to choose for me or against me, and it's your choice. And even if you choose against, the consequences are really bad, but I will still love you and I will make a rescue plan for you. That's our God. Amen. And that's how we are to be with other people. We give them a choice. You know, a good leader, I believe in leaders. I believe in leadership and authority. But a godly leader, there's four, four points that I've, I've made. And I'm going to just explain them very briefly. The first is that he is open. A godly leader is not, doesn't use hidden uh, deception he doesn't say one thing, but he's trying to get you to do another. He's open. He says, this is me. This is the truth. If you ask him a question, he speaks honestly. If he cannot answer, he says, I would like to answer you, but I cannot tell you right now. He is an open person. There is no hiddenness or, you know, you don't get the feeling like they're trying to trick you. Open. That is godly authority and a leader amongst other people. Second thing is clear. He says clearly, this is what I want you to do. But there, are, there is freedom for you to choose not to, but there may be consequences. I want you to work eight hours a day and achieve these things. If you don't, you may have to leave this job, but I'll still love you, but I'm clear about what I want you to do. I'm not trying to trick you. Open, clear. The third thing is humble. I may be the leader, and I may be asking you to do things and setting consequences, but I am not better than you. It's just a different role that we have. You know, the Bible talks about us as a body. And it says some of the eye, some of the hand, some of the foot, elbow, gallbladder, whatever. Every one of us has a different role. It says no one is more important than anyone else. You know, in the corporate world, you start at the bottom and you work your way up to leadership through hard work and a reward system. That's not how the body of Christ works. Everyone is as important as anyone else. It's just some have the function of leadership. But that doesn't mean they're better. It doesn't mean they've worked their way through. It doesn't mean they've earned it. It doesn't mean it's a reward. It's just a different body part in the body. And others are not leaders, but they are just as important. Humble. Humble. I may be the one who leads, and I say we must do this, and these this is what happens if we do, this is what happens if we don't. I'm clear about it. But I'm not better than you, and you have the choice to obey or not. And I will still love you even if you don't follow. But you may have to, you know, go, these may be the consequences. But I still love you. Humble. And then the last thing is legitimate. So we're open, we're clear, we're humble. And a a real leader is legitimate. It's not a, a position that I've taken for myself. It's something that God has instituted. Romans 13 says, God has instituted authority. Not that all leaders are good, but God has put leadership in place as a way of bringing order and His life and His blessing. I've lived in places and countries where the leadership is corrupt or where there is no leadership, where there's a leadership vacuum and the, the police are not controlling things anymore, and so evil people step into the vacuum, and it just becomes like a mafia thing, and it's I promise you it's not where you want to be. Leadership is good. Good leadership is wonderful. But even bad leadership is better than no leadership. God puts authority in place, and legitimate is the last one. It's got to be the, the, the way that God set it up. You know, in a family, if my four-year-old child decides, I'm going to be the leader of this family, I'm going to be open, I'm going to be clear, I'm going to be humble, but I am the leader. And I say to them, no, you're not. The legitimate leader is me. And I love you. And these are the consequences. If you disobey, you'll go to your bedroom and you won't have dinner tonight. But there are consequences, but I am the leader. There's got to be this order that God has set in place. When we do it that way... We're not trying to crush people, but we're bringing God's dominion. So, what am I saying here today? Let me close with one verse. It's James chapter 4, verse 7. It says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. This is the conclusion of the matter. Friends, Adam and Eve were given dominion. It's been perverted, twisted, misused. But God wants us to have it again and to extend His kingdom Over all the forces of evil around us, through prayer, through preaching, through good works, through worship, through church, through love and life together, and through godly authority structures, we extend his kingdom. But at the end of the day, if we don't have within us an, an attitude of dominion, if we have a passivity within us, we are useless. There's got to be something in you that rises up and says, I will do what God wants me to do for the right reasons in the right way, but I will extend His kingdom. I'm not a passive sit-back-and-wait-and-see-what-happens kind of person. I don't let the circumstances blow me around. I don't let other people blow me around. I say, I know what God wants me to do, and I'm going somewhere. I heard a quote by Winston Churchill. He said, if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks at you, you'll never reach your destination. Amen? So, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Friends, the first step is submit to God. Can I ask, are you in the right dominion relationship with God? (laughs) Because if you're not, none of this will work. Do you remember that there were seven sons of Sceva who tried, they saw Paul in Ephesus casting out demons. And they said, let's try this. And so they found a man who had demons and they went to him and they said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, we command you demons to get out of this man. And the demons spoke back and they said, Jesus we know and Paul we know, but we don't know you. And they beat those seven sons of Sceva up. Why? Because they weren't in the right authority relationship with God. So they had no authority. We've got to submit to God first. We've got to say, God, you are the boss. You are an open, humble, clear leader. You don't force me. You give me a choice. But I choose to submit to you, God. You know best. When the devil tells me, has God really said? I say, yes. And even if I don't understand, I trust Him. I'm in the right authority with God. Submit to God. But then, out of that... I resist the devil. And can I ask you quite openly, when was the last time you actively resisted the devil? When was the last time you prayed an aggressive prayer? When you told a circumstance to come into line with God's will? When you spoke to a sickness in your body and rebuked it? When was the last time you prayed a prayer that was expansive and extending the kingdom and going out in warfare rather than just oh i hope i wish maybe god whatever if it's your will no when was the last time you resisted actively you said to the devil i resist you get out of this situation because the bible says if we've submitted to god and resist the devil he will flee he will flee because he knows He also knows what the end of the story is. Jesus has won the authority and one day he's going to give it back to the Father. And we, when we extend the kingdom on God's behalf, we stand as if we're Jesus. So I'm going to ask you to stand with me now, please. So folks, please, would you just make a decision now? You may have already done this, but I'm asking you to make it clear. To, to just make a decision today and say God you are my authority you are you are my king I'm in your kingdom your king dominion your domain Lord I, I serve you whatever you say is right you are the boss of my life and I submit to you God if you've never done that before and today is the first time we would love to pray with you after the service somebody would love to Pray with you and just lead you through that prayer. But that is what becoming a Christian is: we just give our allegiance and our heart and us, our whole selves, our future to Him. Say, God, You are my King. You know better than me. Make sure you've done that today. Bow your heart to Him today. But then, secondly, I'm going to ask you: Are you a slave? Are you a slave to other people's opinions? Are you a slave to your emotions? Are you a slave to chemicals or things? Or maybe you're just a passive person. You just let everything and anyone just push you around. I'm going to ask you today to stand up on the inside. Say, God, I'm not going to do this selfishly. I'm going to serve you, but I am going to take dominion. I'm going to put some boundaries in my life. I'm going to take authority over the works of the enemy and over these things that have pushed me around. I'm not going to let my emotions tell me who I am. I'm going to take your word as truth. I'm going to take control today. I'm going to stand up. And I want you to know that as you do that today, it's as if God's talking to Adam and Eve again for the first time. Because that's how they felt the first time when they were given dominion. What? Is this true? Can I really? And he says yes, and he breathes power and life into you and every day as you have your time and your relationship with him that dominion grows stronger and you hear his voice and he says take authority over this do this do that and the power and the dominion of God grows in your life become a kingdom person become a person with a backbone that comes from God of strength and authority become a person who exerts God's plan and God's will over your circumstances And in prayer and in ministry, say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do this. I'm going to extend. I'm going to do warfare and extend your kingdom over your enemies, wherever I find them. And just give yourself to him now. We're going to sing one more worship song. Then we'll close. We've got a couple of announcements to make at the end. But let's just sing one more song and just do that transaction with God right now. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.